So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today we're once again going to go through Skin in the Game by Nassim Nicholas Taleb or Taleb or however you pronounce him, I still haven't looked it up. Well done. Um, it is an amazing book with a few really great insights and a few really great thoughts that I would have never ever, you know, found in my mind if this makes any sense. But really, no, I would have not just kind of thought about it and whatnot. And this is also why I do just like his work so much because he's often, really, really often indeed, uh, talking about things that I would have never ever just thought about, to really be honest. But yeah, we're going to go ahead with book six. I don't know how far we're going to get today, um, probably not that far because I want to take it a little bit slower because I have seen in the last episodes, the longer the episode gets, the more uh, just really bored I look. <laughs> to some degree, I am also bored, uh, but, but yeah, anyway, we're going to see. I'm very sorry. I am very, very sorry. Simply, the one who doesn't look the part conditional on having made a sort of successful career in his profession had to have much to overcome in terms of perception. And if we are lucky enough to have people who do not look the part, it is thanks to the presence of some skin in the game, the contact with reality that filters out incompetence as reality is blind to looks. And I do just get where he is going with this one, because indeed... Um, there might be a lot of people that are in positions that are relatively high, but there is not a lot of skin in the game. You know, they just, they, they make decisions, they, they do things, but in the end, it's, it's not really affecting them. Of course, to some degree, it's gonna, but not really. Not, it's, it's, it's maybe gonna be like, okay, you know, uh, we doubt that you're the right person to do this job. This is the only thing, but maybe in the front lines, in the very front lines, uh, people are losing their lives, quote unquote. So not, literal maybe even literal but um but to some degree you know maybe they're losing just so such a lot of money maybe they're just uh, in so bad condition um i get it in any type of activity or business divorced from the direct filter of skin in the game the great majority of people know the jargon play the part and are intimate with the cosmetic details but are clueless about the subject <laughs> well yeah um i mean if you really want to understand something, then I personally believe that just doing it is the best thing you can be doing. I mean, just do the thing and, and I don't know, once you start doing things and you just really clearly understand what, uh, how, how difficult it is actually. And, and I would also say, I would also say just because I somehow think about it, if you are in management position, if you are just doing something that has something to do with organizing people, then at my point of view, it also makes sense to just know what exactly they are doing. First of all, just to understand it. And second of all, just to also understand which type of work it is, how hard it is, um, how difficult it is, what they have to deal with and all sorts of things. You know, you, you really indeed need to know the details and the subject. You really just need to be as good as they are actually, you know, so, so that you can actually make really good decisions and also really help them. Which is, at my point of view, the thing a person in management should be doing. Helping those people that he or she is managing. If you're not doing this, then I don't know. The purpose of uh, the work that you're doing. Meanwhile, by contrast, the person who related the story went bankrupt while knowing every intimate detail about the green lumber. 
The fallacy is that what one may need to know in the real world does not necessarily match what one can perceive through intellect. Yes, indeed. It doesn't mean that details are not relevant, only that those we tend IWI style to believe, I don't actually know what this means, by the way, but anyway, to believe are important can distract us from more central attributions of the price mechanism. Yes, indeed. Uh, I mean, of course, you can assume things, and I hope this is also his point. Uh, you can assume things and you can, using your intellect and your logic thinking, um, assume that something is that way or that people are doing something in that way or whatnot. Uh, if it is really the case and what the really what the real deal is, is at my point of view, as I said, just only achieved by actually doing whatever you are, are just saying you're doing or whatever you're managing and they're doing and stuff. Blah, 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 blah. It took medicine a long time to realize that when a patient shows up with a headache, it is much better to give him aspirin or recommend a good night's sleep and then do brain surgery. <laughs> Although the letter appears to be more scientific, but most consultants and others paid by the hour are not there yet. Hmm, I see. I see. I mean, of course, I mean, brain surgery is more expensive and you're gonna make more money by doing a brain surgery instead of um, just maybe giving the best advice, if you will. But, you know, I don't want to say that consultants just, uh, I don't know, really want to make the money and they're just doing everything for the money. I don't necessarily think so. Of course, it also depends on what you know and what your experience is and all sorts of things. But in the end... Um, I think the best consultant is the one that is just giving the most value to his or her customers, period. And you're also going to feel pretty good by doing that. Third, we woke the principle of simplicity, which was called anti-science. Why don't we give these people rice and vitamins separately? Why rice? After all, we don't have genetically modified coffee that has milk with it. Hmm. But we have evidence that collective collectively what collectively society doesn't advance with organized education rather the reverse the level of in brackets formal education in country is the result of wealth uh, yes actually indeed um but then i do wonder is harvard or where harvard is is this a just wealthy region i mean probably because you know those attending harvard are more likely to be wealthy than you know just some community community college people so, yeah, the heuristic or heuristic, I don't actually know here, would be to use education reverse. Higher, conditional, uh, conditional on an equal set of skills, the person with the least label-oriented education. It means that the person has to succeed in spite of the credentialization of his competitors and overcome more serious hurdles. In addition, people who didn't go to Harvard are easier to deal with in real life. I wouldn't necessarily say so. Um, Maybe in a way of, I mean, those that attended Harvard, they know that they are having a certain value on the market because they went to Harvard. Maybe in this sense, they are just not as easy to to deal with, you know, because they know they have value and they know they want to do a certain thing and they are just going to do this certain thing and whatnot. Whereas uh, people that are coming from whatever or just whatever college, or university, they might be like, well, I'm just doing things, you know, I'm just willing to have a job and that's fucking it. My thoughts. It would fail the Lindy effect. Food does better through minute variations from Sicilian grandmother to Sicilian grandmother. What? 
What is the Lindy effect? The Lindy effect. Let's see. Maybe he also explained it with this example. I assume he actually did. Because he did it before the Lindy effect. I wonder. But I found an Wikipedia article. The Lindy effect is a theory that the future life expectancy of some non-perishable things like a technology or an idea is proportional to their current age. So that every additional period of survival implies a longer remaining life expectancy. With the Lindy effect applies, mortality rate decreases with time. Mandelbrot. I do... I have Mandelbrot, which is actually a kind of really German word, which, which means it's uh, almond bread, if I'm just... Uh, just translate, translating it one by one. Well, they actually talk about Taleb or Taleb. Nassim Taleb presented a version of Mandelbrot's or yeah, Mandelbrot's idea in The Black Swan, the impact of the highly improbable. By extending it to a certain class of non-perishables where life expectancy can be expressed as power laws. And I'm gonna read this a little bit. And he's also having something in anti-fragile, as far as I can tell there. With human projects and ventures, we have another story. These are often scalable, as I said in chapter 3, with scalable variables. You will witness the exact opposite effect. Let's say a project is what, expected to determine uh, to I'm sorry, terminate in 79 days. The same expectation in days as the newborn female has in years. On the 79th birth or 79th day, if the project is not finished, it will be expected to take another 25 days to complete. But on the 19th day, if the project is still not completed, it should have about 58 days to go. On the 100th day, it should have 89 days to go. On the 119th day, it should have an extra 149 days. On day 600, if the project is not done, you will be expected to need an extra 1,590 days. As you see, the longer you wait, the longer you will be expected to wait. I don't really get it. Maybe I'm finding another source um, Wikipedia from time to time, at least for me as a non-native. An expert called Lindy. Okay. What, uh, what is the Lindy effect? Maybe this is going to give me a better overview. And maybe also you, because I don't know. I don't know if you've understood what I've just read. <laughs> I do hope, ideally hope, a simple heuristic help to choose. Can I please? Why isn't it working? I wonder. Nassim Taleb is actually having a website. I gotta have to check that out. Now I know what I'm going to do in the next episode. Cool thing. The surprising truth, technology is aging in reverse. Can I view this one? It's a little laggy. Maybe it's just because I'm having just everything open right now. Maybe I should close a few things down. I'm very sorry that it is often the case. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm going to deal with it. So, collapse. Please go away. Thank you. Uh, we are living in a black swan world, but what does this mean for the future technology? Anti-fragile, blah, 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 blah. Well, this doesn't... I mean, this, I would have to read the whole one, and I don't want to. Low-key. Uh, the Lindy effect archives, a simple heuristic way. What is the Lindy effect? Maybe I can now view... I now can view this thing. But why is it so lagging today? Which is definitely not good for the recording, as far as I can tell. Maybe it's, again, due to my fucking email. Reading time, two minutes. I wonder, because this is never, ever accurate. Um, what is the Lindy effect? The tiny... Uh, why tiny? The Lindy... 
The Lindy effect is the idea that, can you please, is the idea that the older something is, the longer it is likely to be around in the future. Ah, mm, this is good. Not like the Wikipedia shit. This is really good. If a book has been in print for 40 years, I can expect it to be in print for another 40 years. But, and this is the main difference, if it survives another decade, then it will be expected to be in print another 50 years. The simp uh, this simply as a rule tells you why things that have been around for a long time are not aging like persons, but aging in reverse. Every year the pa that passes without extinction doubles the additional life expectancy. I see. This is an indicator of some robustness. The robustness of an item is proportional to its life. Nassim Nicholas Taleb in his book Anti-Fragile Things That Gain From Disorder defines it for non-perishable items, things like information, intellectual production, etc. So, okay, this was his uh, actually a very good explanation, to be honest. Um, Bitcoin as Lindy, Lindy as a guide for content consumption. I mean, TV has been around for quite some time, so we can expect it to be around for quite some time, I guess, as, as well as books. And they really have been around for a really long time. So um, even though I do want to point out that um, that I'm not sure if they also take an account that um, these might change in medium, these might change in appearance, because at this point of time, we're still having books, but maybe more people are reading ebooks than quote-unquote normal books. So there is a difference, of course. But um, it is still a book and it's still the exact same thing, only a different form of quote-unquote presenting it, if you will, um, as it is with music, maybe. Now we're having it digitalized. Back in the days, it was very uh, not digitalized. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Let's move on. Actually, very interesting episode today. Very good. I enjoyed Further, the rich start using experts and consultants. An entire industry meant to swindle you will, s to swindle you will swindle you. Financial consultants, diet advisors, exercise experts, lifestyle engineers, sleeping counselors, breathing specialist, etc. I don't really know. And I don't also really know why I actually got to have to read a book by him, you know, because I kind of feel like that maybe it is due to the summary, but I sometimes feel like that he's very against quite a lot of things, <laughs> like, like all things. Hamburgers to many of us are vastly tasted and filet mignon because of the higher fat content. But people have been convinced that the latter is better because it is more expensive to produce. And so uh, we think it is better. Whether it is tasting better or not, you know, placebo thing, which is actually pretty cool if you think about it. Most people, I am convinced, are happier in close quarters in a real bur barrio style neighborhood where they can feel human warmth and company. But when they have big bucks, they end up pressure. Uh, they end up pressured to move into outsized, impersonal and silent mansions far away from neighbors. To put it into another way, if wealth is giving you fewer options instead of more and more varied options are doing it wrong. Oh, oh, if wealth is giving you fewer options instead of more and more varied options, you are doing it wrong. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I'm certain that if pizza were priced at 200 bucks, the people with corks plugged in their, in their behinds would be lining up for it. Uh. <laughs> well, but it is too easy to produce, so they apt or opt for the costly and pizza with fresh natural ingredients will be always cheaper than the complicated crap. Um, thing is, I mean, like, there is pricey pizza. I'm not gonna lie, and I do think that you can also make a premium pizza restaurant. 
I believe in that. And it might be actually also worth it. Um, why not? You know, you're going to have really good ingredients. You're going to have ingredients that are just also maybe easy to, to be prepared. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like that, that, first of all, there is something like that already. And I just, I think at least, I assume. But yeah. A well-dressed man with a weary build and neurotic personality started heaping insults at me for stopping. Okay, instead of hitting him as a conversation starter, as I would have done in 1921, I pulled my cell out and took his picture while calmly calling him a mean idiot, abusive to lost persons. He freaked out and ran away from me, hiding his face in his hands to prevent further photographs. This is... <laughs> I do wonder which type of person Taleb actually is, to really be honest. Um, was it normal to just punch people in the face in 1921? I wonder. If we don't understand something and it has a systematic effect, just avoid it. Models are an error prone something I knew well with finance. Most risks only appear in analysis after harm is done. As far as I know, we only have one planet, so the burden is on those who pollute or who introduce new substances in larger than usual quantities to show a lack of tail risk. In fact, the more uncertainty about the models, the more conservative one should be. Well, actually, indeed. I mean, let's talk about the market. Let's talk about stocks. I, know. I think this is indeed something that's very uncertain and maybe we should therefore also be very conservative with them. The divergence is evident in that journalists worry considerably more about the opinion of other journalists than the judgment of their readers. Compare this to a health system, say that of restaurants, as we saw in chapter 8, restaurant owners worry about the opinion of their customers not those of other restaurant owners, which keeps them in check and prevents their business from staying collectively away from its interests. How long is it actually to go? It's actually quite something. But I would actually like to finish it up, at least this chapter there. Um, give me a few lines written by any man and I will find enough to get him hung. <laughs> Goes the saying attributed to Richelieu Vautin. Uh, or something. I think it is French. I'm not sure. I th I believe. But yes, I think so. You know, you can always chop things down. Uh, also in video form as well, uh, which is really going to make people be like, well, uh, what is this of an asshole? The principle of charity stipulates that you try to understand the message as if you were yourself its author. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Hmm. It is immoral to be in opposition to the market system and not live somewhere in Vermont or what northwestern Afghanistan in a hut or cave isolated from it. I think it's another rant. It is much more immoral to claim virtue without fully living with its direct consequences. Hmm. Yeah, hmm, yeah, yeah. Kids with rich parents talk about class privilege at privileged colleges such as Amherst, but in one instance, one of them could not answer... Uh, Dinesh, the so simple and logical suggestion, why don't you go to the registrar's office and give your privileged spot to the minority student next in line? Good thought, but I think nobody would actually do that. Never ever. Cleverly, the defense given by people under such a situation is that they want others to do so as well. They require a systematic solution to every local perceived problem of injustice. I find that immoral. I know of no ethical system that always allows you to let someone down, drown, I'm sorry, without helping him because other people are not helping. No system that says, 
quote unquote, I will say people, I will save people from drowning only if others too save other people from drowning. It won't be working because nobody's fucking doing that. Maybe this is also why it's just not used, I guess. Which brings us to the principle. If your private life conflicts with your intellectual opinion, it cancels your intellectual ideas and not your private life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this is the case for everything that you're doing that is uh, somehow hurting who you really are. This is not strictly about ethics, but information. If a car salesman tries to sell you a Detroit car while driving a Honda, he is signaling that the wares he is tooting may have a problem. If a car salesman tries to sell you a Detroit car while driving a Honda, yes, indeed. You know, it, it, it would be very strange if he's doing that. The investor Charlie Munger, uh, partner of Warren Buffett, said, look it, would you rather be the world's greatest lover but have everyone think you're the world's worst lover or would you rather be the world's worst lover but have everyone think you're the world's greatest lover? As usual, if it makes sense, it has to be the classic where it is found under the name Esse Quam Videri, which I translate as to be or to be seen as such. Pretty cool. It can be found in Cicero, Salute, even Machiavelli, who characteristically inverted it to videri cum esse, show rather than be. Even though this is something that I don't want to say. Because it is really like, um, I'm going to act like if I'm rich, but I'm actually not rich. And I don't like that. I don't think that it is good. Of course, you're going to feel good. And of course, you, other people are also going to feel good about you. But it is not, at least at my point of view, really something that you should be doing. So true virtue lies mostly in also being nice to those who are neglected by others. The less obvious cases are those people that the grand charity business tends to miss. Or people who have no friends and would like some uh, would like someone once in a while to just call them for a chat or a cup of fresh roasted Italian-style coffee. This is a nice message. Sticking up for truth when it is unpopular is far more of virtue because it costs you something, your reputation. If you are a journalist and act in a way that, ris that risks ostracism you are virtuous mankind come to me asking what should i do i want to reduce poverty save the world and similar noble aspirations at the macro level my suggestion is never engage in virtue signaling never engage in rent seeking you must start a business put yourself on the line start a business i know where he's heading but i also know that it, that it is not going to be the best option for everybody because not everyone is meant to have his or her own business. But I think you can do a lot of great things with having an own business. You can really do a great thing. And by the way, this is also something that I think about. Like, and I have a feeling that having a, a little coffee shop and having a little restaurant would be actually something that's pretty cool for me. Um, it wouldn't be like a really normal one because I do want to make food with passion and I do want to make food with heart. And I just am not willing to be like, okay, I'm going to do it as fast as possible, making as much money as I can. Uh, this is not really something that I just believe in. Um, I like cooking actually quite a lot. And and I think it is actually a very easy way to just give them a great time. Because if the food is good, they're going to have a good time. I don't know. But more than 600,000 Italians died in a great war during the period of stability. Almost one order of magnitude higher than all the cumulative, uh, cumulative fatalities in the 500 years preceded it or preceding it. I'm almost always confronted with, still, uh, there were more wars and instability. This is the Robert Rubin trade argument that trades that lose money infrequently are more stable, even if they end up eventually whipping, out, whipping you out. 
No. Reading a history book without putting its events in perspective offers a similar bias to reading an account an account of life in New York seen from an emergency room at Boulevard Hospital. Or Bellevue, I don't know. I accidentally discovered a book, A History of Private Life, four volumes in English, by Paul Vane, Phillips Ayres, and George Dubby, or Duby, some 30 years ago. Volume 1, Asian Rome, and has been a and has been at a comfortable distance from my bed ever since. <laughs> That's comfortable. Is this like ironic or is it not? I, I do wonder. Because it kind of feels like a little bit ironic. Like it's actually pretty shit. But I think since he's talking about it that it is not that bad. But you know you could also say it's you know the opposite. Like you know he's talking about it because it's actually pretty shit. But yeah anyway. Uh, I do hope that this time was a little bit better also from the reading part. It's always a little bit of a bigger deal if I have to read it and I don't feel like reading in terms of like, um, I feel like a little bit drained after like a while, after 10 minutes or so. But then pushing through is like the thing to do. Um, I'm not a rapper. Um, but I just, I, I, I truly believe that the podcast is way better than the YouTube videos. You know, just, I don't know, whatever you're doing and listening to a few things that these books are saying or that, that I don't know, I have in my mind or these people have in their mind. I kind of believe that it would be actually something that's quite cool. But but yeah, maybe I'm going to change something. Maybe I'm going to have more of uh, just doing research and then talking about it. and Or just actually talking about some things that I just myself am really interested in. In terms of like, it's going to be diet. It's going to be uh, actually at this point in time working out. But it's also going to be like just, I don't know, food in general. I just, I don't know. I just like to... to think about food even though it actually sounds a little bit like weird and stuff but yeah it is what it is anyway i wish you the best health of happiness and all success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then also being remembered as a nice person which is a pretty cool thing i would say three other things that i'm having you are why are you here what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea which is a pretty cool thing on the other hand, um, what could you essentially say? You know, you can do a lot of things, but what could you essentially say to another person that is really going to make that day? It's not about lying. It's about being honest. But I believe personally that we all can do something. But yeah, with that being said, I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. Please stay cool. Please stay patient. Please stay a nice and kind person. I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So bye-bye. And I appreciate it.